Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Chop a line now. Here we are. Welcome back. The very first day of February. We're into the second month of 2023 already. That's crazy. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, I suppose. This is Chopping Lines, as you may or may not know at this point. Brought to you by your host, Ted Lutz, as always. We're out west at the Quest. I'm joined across the way by my co-host, Doc Ward. Doc, awesome to see you. Yeah, you as well. February 1st. It's a national Tom Brady retirement day. Second annual. But yeah, anyway, sure, sure. Really cold out there today. Feels like winter's really started. Yeah, I'm I'm not happy about it. I had to re-break out the winter jacket. It had been a while. Doesn't look good anytime soon. I think it's like a high at 28 on Saturday. Some would call that perfect golfing weather. Not this guy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, producer Joe chiming in with the Celsius observations on the track. All reliable. Great to see you, Joe. We'll hop right on into the action. We got a lot for you all today. Fun week of sports, really across the board. We'll start off with Old Reliable. The NFC and AFC championship games will go in order of when they started, like we tried to do, which unfortunately leaves us with starting with the more boring of the two games. We had the Philadelphia Eagles. They were hosting the San Francisco 49ers. And the long and short of this game was it was an ass-kicking. But there's a lot more in between that was very interesting. Well, it's just a shame that it had to go the way it did. I mean, it was more or less in spirit. It was over midway through the first quarter when Purdy sustained that. Uh, elbow injury. Yep, their second drive of the game. Uh, really a tale of two challenges at the beginning as well. We had the Devontae Smith making what appeared to be a magnificent catch. But it catch, wasn't, you it was know. Not, no, yeah, I mean, it was a magnificent drop. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, the uh, coaches upstairs, the guys on the, cl- or, uh, on the cameras for San Francisco were not on top of that one. Didn't even seem like Shanahan was close to challenging. I mean, that. and yeah, and I'm just sitting there watching this on a, you know, TV, like a TV uh, normal person would have in their home. Yeah. And it looks painfully obvious just from the basic angle that, you know, Fox was giving us. Without a how, doubt. I don't know how they weren't seeing that. On, on a fourth and three, no less. So right. had that been ruled appropriately, that's not a touchdown two plays later. It's a possession at the 30. So good field position. Uh, shortly thereafter, as you mentioned earlier, Brock Purdy. Gets hit by Hassan Reddick right on the throwing shoulder, or the elbow, rather. Uh, it was originally called an incomplete pass. The Eagles challenge. It was a fumble. And uh, it was pretty much on the wall from there. Josh Johnson uh, came on in. Short-lived. Therefore, yes. Yeah. Uh, hit his head on the I back mean, of the, the turf. The San Francisco is cursed at quarterback. Yeah. And have been for years now. And it's been confirmed that... Um, the curse of Kaepernick. Purdy, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe a Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Brock Purdy is going to need UCL surgery, so essentially Tommy John will probably get him out for at least a year, which is a shame because by default that's going to set him back in the quarterback competition because he's going to miss all the next year. Right. So hate to see it. 
Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I know that the, the very hopeful side of that recovery is six months, but in reality, it might be more like a year. Yeah. I'm, Even I'm, if you call it nine months, I mean, that's well into next season. Yeah. That's like, what, Thanksgiving, Pretty basically. Much. He's missing over half the season. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, with the retirement of Tom Brady, which that was thought to be a kind of favorite for him to land there for really even just a year. Um, be a fun that's out the window now. Well, you never know. I mean, who, who knows? Check back in two weeks. Yeah, it's like, we, we, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about it like that. But, yeah, it's interesting what is going to happen in San Francisco now with the quarterback situation. I mean, you would think Brock Purdy was – a bright, start. bright star, yeah, like pretty bright future at least. And Trey Lance, it's like talk about injury prone. Was he had yeah. like multiple surgeries now? And ACL last year. I think what it was the, a shoulder <laughs> the year before. His nickname is literally one play Trey. That's funny. like yeah, he's had like one play in the NFL. That's not good. I wouldn't really want to sit around waiting for that to pan out further. I mean, how long has he been in the league now? I think this, this is, is his third second year, year, second year. I think this is second. So to be like, able to sell as far high as rookie as well. contracts go, it's like that's going to be up. I mean, Brock Purdy's two years younger than him, you know. Yeah, and probably better, or at least we have reason to believe. Yeah, he fit right on in with Shanahan's system. Some cool stats about this game: Brock Purdy, despite tearing his UCL, despite them only scoring seven points, he had a hundred percent completion percentage, four oh. for four on the day. So hard to do that in a loss. Uh, the Eagles also had four rushing touchdowns. Miles Sanders punched in two. Jalen Hurts and Boston Scott punching in the others. Uh, it is the most in a playoff game since 1938 when the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets mm. accomplished the same feat. Uh, a team that I think Frankfurt's actually near Philadelphia, so they didn't have to travel far. So shame about that game. Uh, prayers up for, for Brock Purdy. Hope to see him back soon at 100%. A much more exciting game the evening one. The Chiefs and the Bengals. This, there was a lot to this game, and the refs were a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, that seems to, uh, all of the, really all of the conversation around this game on both sides of it, the preamble and the post postum. Um <laughs> was not about the game at all. I mean, before the game took place on Sunday, it was all Burrow had this and that and Pat Mahomes' ankle and, you know, all of those storylines, just great, you know, media storylines. Now, then they played the game, and it was a, a good game to watch. Yeah, it was. But maybe that's because it was close. I mean, a lot of the conversation, even during the game, was bad refereeing. Um, and then after the game concluded, that's what took over completely. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it became. Now, I don't think it was a cheap win for the Chiefs. I, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily love when the discourse is all about the officiating. That yeah. that. Because I don't think it's ever that one way. You Chiefs know what I mean? still did plenty to earn that. Yeah. And, the, the, and Bengals. the Bengals, did, the Bengals. Did, like, I mean, Joe Burrow didn't look good. No. You know what I mean? 
it's like Burrowhead Stadium, my ass. It's like that's deaded now. You they, know their offensive line. By the way, did you see Pat Mahomes' dad lighting a cigar? <laughs> that this was, is on that Joe Burrow. That smoking. was excellent. That was really funny. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> um, Chris Jones was absolutely unblockable. He mm-hmm. was a madman. And in the we mentioned field. him last week, yeah, talking we, about how he could be an X factor and. He was. Had that sack on third and seven or whatever on the last drive to set up the winning drive. It was a huge play. Uh, Patrick Mahomes visibly hobbled. Yeah. Like the gutsy run at the end. It was, you know, this you could is argue one of those maybe performances like and when you talk go, about the scope badge. of a career. Yeah. Like when we talk about his career in in retrospect. Once he finally retires, this will be one of those games where it's like the AFC Championship game. 100%. It's just like, yeah. His, um, one and a half legs. His throw to Travis Kelsey, their their chemistry was excellent on that throw. They, it yeah. wasn't, I mean, the original route wasn't there. He's like, I'm just going to box out Jesse Bates. I got him one-on-one. I'm twice his fucking size. Mahomes saw it, drilled it. That was a fourth down play. Huge. Yeah. And then the touchdown to Marquez Valdez-Scantling yeah. was a fucking seed oh man stepping up in the pocket hobbles like one foot just fucking on a line to him any any bit inaccurate or any slower and the safety covers that that was a perfect pass yeah i mean i think that's the type of stuff that solidifies him as still he holds he sits in the throne among great quarterbacks active in the nfl right now but it's interesting. It's like this will be his third Super Bowl going to, and I mean, he's got he should win this one. I mean, this wouldn't this would be a strike against his legacy to go to a third and lose it. <sighs> I mean, compared to like a Peyton Manning who could barely, who wasn't really even getting in there till later in his career, uh, one and two, not ideal. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, so sure. I mean, that's the thing. It's like his can seesaw. In any way, I mean, you could say that the difference is, yeah, you keep going to Super Bowls. It's like if he can keep going to Super Bowls, like he goes to AFC Championships, then he'll eventually get more, you know? Yeah, he's pretty much the only conceivable person to be challenging Tom Brady in the in the current situation of the NFL. Right. Um, Shout out T Higgins. His touchdown was great. He's he's awesome. Yeah, he's he just makes incredible catches. Um, should be a fun game next week. Did you happen to see Joey Bosa getting heckled by by the <laughs> Philly, Philly fans? fans? Yeah, uh, and were they just like, "Where are you playing this week?" Or yeah. what were they saying shit like that? Yeah, or like, uh, how, or "Pay the your Bosa fines." Boys have had a rough fun. week because yeah. I saw Nick Bosa was getting shit on by someone, or something happened. It might have even been in the game, but mm. yeah, it's just Joey looked like such an insecure dick. He's like. I can't pay my fines. I'm fucking rich, bro. Yeah. Like literally, it's like, oh, what are you? Doing? He's got that a cardo blood. He's got a Chicago outfit. Yeah, a little, a uh, little cringy there. So we will, uh, we'll table the the talk for next week for our Super Bowl preview. Officially, we'll get some reports on Mahomes' ankle, where he's at, some other injuries. Yeah, I mean, it can only just looking ahead briefly. It's like it can only be a good thing that they have that pro bowl week built for in. sure because if that's what he looked like on a high ankle sprain after a week then you know giving it another two weeks he would you would imagine be 
as close oh as to one could get as being good to go in the length of a season. For sure. He's got to get some of those receivers back, though. They were they were not very dynamic late. They, I think they had three get hurt. Just another teaser as far as things we'll talk about next week, but some of the scuttlebutt surrounding the Eagles is they've had they've just had a fucking cakewalk yeah. to this point. So yeah, just some things to chew on while we get ready to talk about the matchup next week. Yes, tune in for our official thoughts. We need an extra week to put them together. Some other NFL news. You talked about Tom Brady officially, allegedly retiring. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like the most sincere out of all of his retirements thus far. But (laughs) you still never know because, I mean, the the way I see it is he he had more passing attempts this season than any quarterback in the league. So it's like it's not like he's just noodle arming shit either. Like he can still like we talked about it throughout the season. I mean, he would skip some in or sail some. I mean, it's not the same Tom Brady, but the one we saw this year is still probably in the top third of quarterbacks in the league. So I just really was expecting, you know, him to go land in San Francisco. It just seemed like it was going to make so much sense, but you know, especially with Purdy now officially hurt. Yeah. It's like, and now you're not even taking the year from look them. what's happening in fucking Miami. I mean, if Tua can't play, yeah. now he's still in concussion protocol right now. Yeah, five weeks after later. he played his last game. Which is like, that's not great. It's like, if you can't even run on a treadmill without like, you know, the, the sensors or... going off, it's God. like, you might just like, if you're going to play again, you might want to take the whole next season off or something. And yeah. another, which would be another that. great place for Tom to land. For sure. Uh, but other than that, I'm not, I don't really want to get into career retrospective. He he's sullied that experience last year. It's like, we right. did this, and then 40 days later, I don't know, was that like some biblical... Wow, to Bermuda. That scripture, <laughs> that structure, but he was just like unretired. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. I'm fucking, back. Okay. But um, yeah, either way, that just kind of settles some of the rumors or, or, or the things we would talk about as far as landing spots for yeah. him. So it's like it for won't now. be Las Vegas and it won't be 49ers and it won't be Miami because it won't be nowhere. Now we can get into where Aaron Rodgers will go. Hey, that is big. Exciting and I would say there. 49ers would be another great landing spot yeah, for him. I mean, cause, shit. Because I was feeling the Jets with Nathaniel Hackett, but now, you know, you get him yeah. for two years. If Purdy needs even a little bit of extra time, well, who better to play behind? Speaking of Nathaniel Hackett, people who were saying he couldn't hack it and he was the problem in Denver. Well, let's just admit it. Ross didn't look good no. personally himself. Um but you know, with Sean Payton now landing there, he like Tom gave Which Sean Payton crazy. about twelve hours of a news cycle, maybe sixteen. It was like four thirty p.m. on Tuesday, and then like eight thirty a.m. today, Wednesday, that Tom retired. But yeah, that was the big news that Sean Payton is your new coach in the Mile High City. And you gotta think, so Russ has four more years on his contract. I think he'll be. 
38 or 39 by the end of it. But realistically, this is like a two or three year window at most. Well, that's what I was saw something like, I don't know if it was like being reported that this was talked about in the negotiations or it just kind of was like unspoken or just like it's just there that. Yeah, it's not like his hiring is not necessarily tied to Russell Wilson writing his contract Mm -hmm. out like. It might be able to, I don't know. That That's just what I saw, which is interesting because was it Hackett? I mean, maybe he isn't a great head coach, yeah. and that could be true, but Russell Wilson wasn't doing good anyway and was getting attacked, or if not attacked, was having <laughs> attacks just levied tied. at him <laughs> by former and current teammates, which would make you think it, they didn't think it was all coaching. So... It'll be interesting. This first year, I think, will tell you all you need to know. I agree with that. And he looked better with Jerry Rossberg, a coach. I forget who their offensive yeah. coordinator was those two games. He actually interviewed for Baltimore's job, which is sketchy. Um, but it's sketchy for us. For us, for yes, him. for sure, for us. For yeah. them, I don't know. It's like, but man, they, it's I mean, sketchy he, all around. It's it was like, the best shit. Russ had played those two games. Yeah. Jerry Rossberg was a um, our special teams coordinator yeah, he, forever. Right, they're hardball. Yeah, yeah. They're boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Um, you know, maybe has good, and it'll be interesting to see that pan out. Well, I personally was on the bus that Russ was kind of cooked. Don't let Russ cook because Russ uh, is cooked. Burnt toast. And he looked a little overweight, like he just did. I mean, he looked bigger, and he doesn't. Ha- like he's, I don't know if he's the most sacked quarterback in the history of the NFL, but he's been the most sacked quarterback in his in the twelve or eleven seasons he's played. Yeah, he's been the most sacked in that time, which. You know, sometimes it's like after a decade of that, oh, it's not about you, you like getting out of the pocket anymore and running out, running people. It's like man, that that might not be that might be the problem. It's like we, what well, if Sean Payton can that. figure out a way to? Drew Brees was never much of a scrambler, was he? No, no, never. Tom Brady is the most sacked with five hundred and sixty-five. Oh, like, okay. Longevity yeah. wise. Well, yeah. Another, record. another record. Give Russ Mark. another decade. No, but can you do? You, well, we'll see. But if you can see where Russell. Yeah, I mean, I've got like, a, I've got a list. It goes Roethlisberger, Rodgers, and Favre. Then Roethlisberger LA. got sacked okay. a lot. And uh, as far as I actually don't. Well, see. this is shitting on my point, so we'll just cut yeah, this. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll just erase this because yeah, I don't see Wilson. It's mm. like top. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's because it's got to be there somewhere. Far enough down. He's ninth. Okay. That's not that bad at all. Well, I think that's bad. Well, <laughs> not bad for your point. Not bad no, for your that's point. Bad. That's good for my I <laughs> yeah, mean, that's bad, bad for, for him. Yes. No, I think that's good for my point. Correct. In the sense where it's like you're already in the top ten and every single one of those dudes has A played longer than eleven seasons like eleven or twelve seasons. More than you. And they've all been retired for a while. And yeah. like yeah, I, I don't know. I, it just. Those lines in Seattle were bad. We're just going to have to fucking see about what's what's going to happen in Denver. There'll be a lot of storylines. A lot big, big ceiling, really low floor. Speaking of low floors, the Houston Texans hired D'Amico Ryans, former middle yeah, linebacker. One of their them. own. Yep, he's, he was awesome there. And he was a great coordinator out in San Francisco. I think this is a cool opportunity. Hopefully he doesn't fall victim. To their last two coaches who've been fired in a year. And then lastly, in terms of coaching news, David Tepper comes out saying he wants to, 
quote, break up the old boys group, saying he <laughs> wants to get some new blood in, almost <laughs> implying maybe some non-white blood at least. So he hires Frank Reich, the white tall, <laughs> on his third job in the last right, like five just years. Being, to he's being passed around the oh, old it, boys' house. You're, you're <laughs> saying this, but you're doing that. Right. <laughs> so I think it's a great hire. Personally, I think sure. he's, I think um, I really think Indianapolis did not have a great roster, and then he just kind of was a victim of that. He was a solid coach for. A, <laughs> he was just like, oh, oh, the Texas just hired a black guy. Oh, great, get Frank on the phone. Yep, call him up. <laughs> like, forget our interim coach. Right. Yeah. Ah, uh, so I, I think it'll be a good hire. I thought Steve Wilkes had earned the job, a hundred percent. Just that turnaround in Damn. Carolina. Yeah, I mean, he, they went 6-6 six and six after he took over, right? Which yep. is pretty fucking good for just a after dude a stepping star. in. And a guy who seemingly everyone respected and liked and kind of were, like, Wanted to pushing play for. for. Yeah. yeah, like... It's kind of similar to yeah. um, out in uh, Las Vegas last year with uh, Rich Basicchia, however you say it. and Basaccia, yeah. I'm surprised that... I still thought that they should have kept him. I agree. You know, Compared like, to Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I don't know if Josh McDaniels is it. No, he's a clown. He is a clown. At least he's he's at, at least he's a coordinator. I mean, maybe a sure, clown, sure. But a head coach. He is, he is not. Not at all. Uh, Kellen Moore relieved of duty in Dallas as the offensive coordinator. He was a great at Boise State. Really enjoyed some Kellen Moore. Apparently, things got rocky with him and Mike at like the last couple weeks or something. Yeah, like it was no love lost there. He got hired in less than twenty four hours by the Chargers. Yeah, so, isn't that great? Like, it's just like what a situation to walk into, <laughs> right? And like yeah. you're you're moving to Los Angeles. It's like That's great. Yeah, and you're getting Justin Herbert, not Dak. He won that breakup. He, you know, absolutely. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. He big time. Oh yeah, I'm proud of him. Boise State, shout out. Um, one more point I want to touch and on. And Kellen Moore sounds more like a player than a coach. Like Kellen Moore sounds like a great tight end or like wide out or Kellen something. Like, right? Yeah, maybe that's it. Too many Urkels on your team. That's why you're Winslow. Sure. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, Pro Bowl. We we obviously the structure of it's changed. The idea of it's changed. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley being a third quarterback is yeah, and atrocious. No, and that's fine if we don't play the game anymore and this is just a fun, like, we wear... Sure. Like we all get laid when we get off the plane in uh, Hawaii, even though it's Las Vegas. But, yeah, it's just... A guy that, what, yeah, played two four games and threw two touchdowns? We get five games. Whatever. Threw two touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. It's like, it could have been... what. I know no one wanted to go. Josh Allen is could playing been Zach Wilson, the Pebble Beach Pro. Could have been Mike White, week. right? Oh, someone, like... someone that played maybe over ten games and threw could over twenty-five Mills. touchdowns. Yeah, just it is kind of like, and this is one of our own. This is Tyler Huntley. Love the guy. Yeah, big up Snoop. Just doesn't and need to I'm, be there. I'm happy for you, but it just it was such a odd. I just yeah don't really have any clarity on that. What did did ten other dudes just say? Yeah, nah, fuck it. I'm actually going fishing this week. Like. And there, there's I have a trip be, planned. I there don't know. There can't not be like a stipend, but I guess if, you know if you're making ten mil, what's two hundred fifty thousand or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. Might be what's more a than goon that. to a goblin. Right. But it's just funny. Either way, I'm excited to kind of 
just see what happens out there this week. You got, I don't know when all the festivities start. I want to say there might be like something tomorrow night, like Thursday night. That feels, yeah, I think you're um, right. And just like they'll do something like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then, yeah, that'll probably be the weekend. I got time, I'm sure. I'll Oddly enough, out. mirroring the NHL All-Star game and, and their All-Star know. break, that's kind of funny and weird, you know. Competition. all these sports go out of their way so hard to, like, not mesh up with the NFL or even with each other that much. And I know it's just the Pro Bowl, but it's just this seemingly kind of, like, why wouldn't you just schedule it on another day? Yeah, I, I agree. Kind of all work together. Uh, nice little segue there. As you mentioned, we have the NHL All-Star Game, plural, on Saturday. We got uh, two or each of the divisions squaring off with each other, so it'll be two different games. It's going to be really exciting there. I like that setup overall. We'll segue right on into And our... then does the winner go... No, no, I don't believe that's so. bullshit. Yeah, I do. Fuck that. Ooh, they should start on a Saturday and then do yeah, it on and Sunday. then Sunday you play yeah, the championship game. Idea. All right, I've had enough of that. Yeah, that's great. Idea. <laughs> get Gary Bettman on. Where's it? Joe? Get him on the horn. Hey, Beverly, can you get uh, get Gary Bettman on the line? Bettman, Bettman, uh, Caps two and one. Since we last spoke, they got Bettman, Bettman. Beat the uh, Penguins, or jumped the Penguins for fourth in the Metro. Love to see that. 27, 20, and 6. Any fun stuff, Joe? Saw TJ Oshie fuck a dude up the other night. Yeah, good hit. Good to see him, like, being physical and active and uh, productive. TJ Oshie, Wally Oshie, bang, bang. Active's good. Um, Yeah, they had a 3-2 win in the shootout with uh, Kuzi and Backstrom scoring uh, against Pittsburgh. They got walloped by Toronto, one to five. Um, well, pretty sure Ovi had had the single goal in that game, uh, which he's at a eight twelve eighty three left to go. Uh, most recent yesterday, they uh, they beat the Blue Jackets four to three in overtime. Kuzi had a nice little snipe, so it's good to see him scoring some goals because yeah, he has been quite unbalanced uh, from assist uh, his assist cool. to goals. Um, interesting enough, that game last night. Uh, for NHL standards, I guess you could say, three players of the Caps were uh, top three in their their positions. Lingren with uh, Lingren, yeah, thirty one goals or uh, thirty one saves, three goals against uh, for that win. Trevor Van Riemsdyk with two goals in the uh, regulation time, so that w- that's pretty clutch. And uh, Eric Gustafson with uh, the two assists, so. Good to see our defense really coming together. You're playing both uh, ends of the, of the yeah, ice. Yeah, especially missing Carlson. Carlson's back on ice, think non-contact, so okay. we should be getting him eventually. Uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, and really, I mean, we're practically back to our full full lineup. Sucks that we don't have Connor Brown. Would have been nice to have him, but he's gone for the season. So, got to take what we can, and yep. we're doing just fine. That's awesome. Like I tell the basketball boys, we got who we got. We're all we got. Connor Brown or not. There's a gleam. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Bobby Hull, a big name as well in the in the NHL world. Uh, really, really an all-timer. I think he was 85. Mid-80s. Yeah, he's one of those he was, names. He was, like he was 84, I think, 84, okay. 85 when he died. Uh, father of Brett, another all-time another, great yeah. Hall of Famer. Uh, had a checkered past. 
Bobby, I think he like had some pretty out there views and said some wild shit. Uh, but different times. He's uh, well, no, I mean, yeah, but these <laughs> but are also no. like recent. Either way, <laughs> but he, but he's a formative guy, and in, in the top, I think he had something in the seven hundreds as far as goals are concerned. Like he's like a top five or ten player of all time, um, and it comes from that great era, like the Gordy Howes of the world. Yeah, you know, back before 80s, helmets 70s. and shit, yeah. and. Um, you know, so yeah, it's just yeah, that's a big death or a big name in the sporting world that's no longer with us. Absolutely. So gotta give commendature there, if that is in fact a word. Uh moving off the NHL, we'll pop on over to our NBA, the Wizards. They their game actually got postponed tonight in Detroit due to icy conditions. So if you were looking forward to that Pistons Wizards game. I'm talking about seven or eight of you out there. Uh, not going to be tonight. Sorry to announce it if this is the first spot you heard it, especially because we'll be hearing it tomorrow post-game. Yeah. But earlier in the week, crazy stat here. They beat the Spurs in San Antonio. The Spurs are terrible, so that's not too big of a surprise. Not that the Wizards aren't. But the last time the Wizards did that, December 11th, 1999. Wow. And we were gearing up for the end of the world, you know. Y2K was on a fever pitch, you know. Everybody was getting their bottles of water. That was a big bottle. Like, bottled water was really becoming huge. Some say the Wizards' victory was a big catalyst in the Y2K there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. This is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some... uh, some little boy in the D.C. metro area made a deal with the devil. like, I just need the Wizards to be the Spurs tonight, just and you can do whatever you want. No. Totally meaningless. But that regular. is wild. I mean, that's the whole course of Tom Brady's career that they didn't win in San Diego. That's that's a different 20, century. You know, that's a different millennium. 23 years and a month and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. Pretty wild. Crazy. Uh, our boy Luca. Speaking of the Pistons as well, he dropped 53 on them. Apparently, an assistant coach was kind of jawing yeah. with them, and he was not having Yeah, He's, I saw that. I love yeah. Luca. He does not hold back. No, and he had like 24 points maybe in like the first quarter. It was like uh, 10 for 10 or something from the floor. Silly. So it's just like, just leave him alone at that point. But it, yeah, it's wild. And that's his fourth 50-point 50. game is it this season think, or just yeah, at, season. Or just so far? Maybe it's just so far. And maybe it's this season and maybe it's so far in his career. I don't know. But all I know is there are only that many more in the whole Mavericks franchise history. Two of them belong to Dirk and then two other guys have them. I wish I had their names. They are names. I just don't have them in my brain right now. Jason Kidd. But uh, I don't think it is. Um, but either way, it is – pretty wild i mean we talked about how scoring is way up i mean there there are multiple multiple 50 point games in the season so far so not that that cheapens it but it is just crazy he's really the full pack yeah and he's got no help down there i mean that's been the, the the battle cry for him now for a year or so but it is pretty insane that what he can do night in, night out. Front of the MVP race, I would say. I mean, I do think someone was making a point the other day. It's like, you know, you can't fault other great 
MVP caliber players for actually having a decent team around them. It's not their fault. They sure, have like a sure. fucking they have like a good GM or whatever, whatever, however you would explain it. But there is something to be said about a guy being double, triple team and saying, I still have to get mine to get this team to win. And like, he does it. Triple and double like, every night. And he like, does it. Yeah, like triple doubles or 50 point games. He's going to, it's, it's usually one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if it's not, it's a measly 34, 10 <laughs> and 6. six. Yeah, it's like, oh darn. shit. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. He's, he's something special. Uh, speaking of scoring being up, Damian Lillard the other day had 60, and he went 21 of 29. So not yeah. only scoring, but that is such a beast percentage. Yep. Like, phew. Yep. Um, Celtics. I mean, like, now I've been way into football brain in the last couple of months, but I feel like he, Dame has had kind of had a quiet year so far or something. They too, started you know? really hot, yeah. and they fell off heavy in the middle. Okay. They were atop the West for a little while. But now they're currently out of the playoff race. The Nugs still atop the West. Celtics are atop the East. Uh, the Bucks are playing a lot better with Chris Middleton back, as we talked about last week. So that it's, that's going to be a fun battle down the road. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. Lots of NBA season left. Moving to Major League Baseball. Jazz Chisholm, an all-time name. Miami <laughs> Marlin. He was the announced as the cover to the show. The uh, the Madden, if you will, of baseball. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> cluing me in. Just in case. Um, really <laughs> exciting A prospect. Seems like, a, seems like a lot of fun, polarizing, but a lot of backlash from fans saying he was maybe like in the teens of best options. Uh, oh, okay. Guy. So yeah. it's kind of a letdown. A lot yeah. of fans are not happy about yeah. it. They're like, is he, <laughs> is he Connor McGregor when we got Aaron Judge coming off an all-time home run season? Like, what are we what are we doing here? Yeah. But he's exciting. He's a good, good young player. Excited to see what he can do once. I think he got hurt for the second part of last year. Missed some time. Uh, so, <laughs> the curse had already been right. bestowed upon him. He just didn't know it yet. Exactly. It's hey, obligations. We got to fulfill them. Zach Greinke signs with the Royals. Kind of an odd move given that he's a little older, but I guess that's where he started. Yeah, I was about to say. I was going to ask you that. I thought so. Had a lot of anxiety problems earlier in his career. Like really heavy stuff. Uh, because he's a top-tier talent, but it yeah. kind of took him like six years on the scene to get his head straight, right. and relatively at that. Uh, but he's he's a great pitcher. He'd have been awesome on the Orioles. Just kind of sat there as a free agent for a while. I don't think it seemed to me like he was Royals or bust. Uh, but wanted to bring up the Orioles because had Darren O'Day retire, that was one of Joe's mm. all-time boys. Yeah. Uh, not sarcastically. Uh, he was he was awesome for the Orioles for a while. He's a submariner more than a sub or than a side armor, uh, dying breed. Uh, had a nice career, and I think he's probably uh, it's speculated he's going to go back to medical school. So good for him. Yeah, and pretty wild. Performing Tommy John surgery on yeah. players at home. Yeah, himself. <laughs> that's how you. Yeah, that's how you get that <laughs> accreditation. Uh, They're like, well, first you have to do it to yourself. Does it once? He just goes on tour talking about it for the rest of his life. But that's really been popping up a lot more lately. Yeah. I mean, obviously Tommy John's always been thinking baseball, and that's how we know it. But the ulnar nerve was a thread all NFL season long. Josh Allen, that happened to him in like week five or six, didn't yeah. it? 
or and, yeah, or, or mid season later, but yeah, yeah, yeah and it wasn't great. And then you have Brock Purdy having his thing, so it's just that's the hot nerve, you know. <laughs> Something's got to be. Something's got to be. Uh, one more bit of Orioles news: They traded Daryl Hernandez. I think he's only twenty. We have all seen him at Delmarva. He was down here for the last two years. Wow, um, mainstay, really solid player. He was so young when he came up, so wasn't a mainstay for lack of performance. Just he was like eighteen. Uh, really solid defender. The bat was coming around. A lot of people, a lot of top prospects in front of them. The Orioles, I think, had like seven or eight top hundred prospects mm. in the most recent um, announcement for that. Yeah, it's six. There you go, Bruce Drill on the on the fact check. Uh, so he traded Hernias. He had pretty much a mountain in front of him. We got a starter, Cole Irvin, from the Oakland Athletics. I had to make sure that they're not the Las Vegas Athletics yet. Um, <laughs> he had a sub-4 ERA last <laughs> year. San Francisco Athletics. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> won't be the fucking Oakland Athletics much longer. No, sir. I wouldn't be shocking. Their stadium sucks. Um but Cole Irvin had a nice year last year. He'll fit right on into the rotation. If Means comes back 100%, we might be able to bump an Austin Voth, maybe a Tyler Wells to the bullpen. I think we got I think we got some solid depth in the in the pitching rotation in general. And he's under con- contract control through 2027. Just kind of seems like a steal for Michael Elias. We're happy to see it. Also met him down at Delmarva last year, which is pretty cool. Nice guy. Took a picture. College basketball. Terps had a nice win last night over Indiana, 66-55. to uh, Indiana was 21 overall. 15-7 and seven, uh, Terps record. So they're in a good spot to make a run for the tournament. Not that everyone doesn't basically make it in at this point anyway. But we'd rather see them earn it rather than limping in by, by default. Who they, they played Purdue last week after they lost. Purdue hopped to number one. They are the first unanimous number one now of the college basketball season. Wow. Again, the kind of, first of the season? Yep. In, so late. February. Yeah. Like, and it's pretty much done, right? I mean, when yeah, do the tournament left. conferences start? Like in three weeks, two, two, three yeah, weeks? Yeah, yeah, three, yeah, about three weeks, yeah. So, like, by, by the beginning of March then, yeah. Yep. Wow, so really, that's wild. A lot of parody, as we talked about last episode as well. Uh, Tennessee comes in at number two. H-Town at number three. Uh, Alabama at number four. And Arizona, Alabama. a name we're at least used to seeing in those top rankings. They're at number five. We had Djokovic. He got it yeah, done. Yeah, Djokovic and Sabalenka. Tell us about Are it. Are the men and women champions down on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty low-key shit. I mean, I, I think... Pretty chalky. Was, yeah, pretty chalky. Now, for her, I mean, I think it was her first final and her first win of a Grand Slam, so that's great for her. Um, Djokovic, now he's tied with Nadal with 22 Grand Slam titles. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nadal congratulated him. Um, but yeah, I think his was pretty... Easily won. Uh, not a lot to say there. Ratings were down, I think, in part due to pretty much the names being like Nadal was out early, yeah. Feds is retired, Serena's that. retired. It's just, 
tough. And Djokovic isn't particularly likable. No. I mean, the one of the big stories of his whole last week was his dad was spotted like partying in a parking lot with Putin supporters, like yeah. in like a makeshift rally. So that's fucking weird. Yeah. So they're just kind of like, oh shit, maybe like fuck this guy. Yeah. If you um, need another reason to. So other than that, not a whole lot uh, as far as that's concerned. So the next the next uh, Grand Slam will be the French Open, which will be coming. I think uh, early April. So love to see Rafa back yeah. for that. And then in the nature of uh, staying overseas and in you know more of our niche um, sports, we had the golf. Loved this. Yeah, Rory, this. Rory and uh, Patrick Reed playing over in the Middle East together. They were neck and neck the weekend and really within a shot most of the last day reed had a great start to his last round yeah and then he hit his ball into a tree (laughs) lied quote misidentified it got either way ended up losing to rory so it was awesome and it's like i love rory's hey i think rory is i love rory so that's nothing new there and he's a great player but he relishes and this is another reason to like him it's like he loves playing and to spite someone or petty shit he's like when he won his whatever like 20 something uh pg whatever it was that he won maybe his 30th pga thing it was one more than greg norman he's like i i can't lie it was a little sweeter knowing i was taking over a fucking spot in the record book over that dude and then when he won this week over Patrick Reed, he was just like, yeah, kind of sick how it all played out, right? And I just love that. And that's what I, and I also think that speaks to his competitive nature. He's like, no, I will. Like, there is added incentive to me. And people are like, do you think it, they're really going to get up for it? Because they're going to, like, play harder to beat the Bengals just because they've been talking shit all week. It's like... Yeah, like, maybe. Fuck yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like if some dude subpoenas you on Christmas morning, and then you're like playing in the final day, and you know you're better than them. You don't think you're like, oh, there's no way I'm fucking losing to this guy. Like I will not sleep. For and a I week. love that. Yeah. So that was that was a fun, <laughs> fun wrinkle there. Yeah. And, and then I- you had Max Homa winning in the states, which was awesome too, because he's just one of the best swings in golf, one of the best quotes in golf, fun one of the best guys too. in yeah, golf. Fun guy. fun. Yeah, fun guy. Been around for a while. I mean, he's 30, I think, but he's really, last year was a great breakout year for him. He had a couple wins. He's won four or four out of his six wins have come in his home state of California. That's kind of cool. But so he won that uh, tournament last week for however much in prize money. Let's just call it a million dollars. Then the next day or two days later goes to like a local like county course and enters one of like the club skins games and just wins that for four hundred dollars and just like dips out. (laughs) It's just like that's awesome. And yet that's like when people would be like, Oh yeah, like Michael Jordan would go drop fifty in the garden and go find a pickup game because he just loved it so much. It's like I love knowing that Max Hope is like, I'm gonna go play like some club pro somewhere and beat them too. Paper my bar. Yeah, I just wanna play and talk shit and like you win a million dollars one day, and then you go like play for play, some, play some random dudes for like a couple hundred bucks. That's like awesome. cool story. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did not. And I, I got to be honest, I've never been a Rory guy. Been on the record, not liking Rory. Right. But he's winning you over. He's growing on me a lot. He's growing <laughs> yeah. on me a lot. I hate it, but <laughs> well, I can't deny it. It's... Don't, because he'll be your Masters champion in a couple weeks, a couple uh, months time. I'll quote one of my. 
favorite bands from the 80s, REO Speedwagon, that I just can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, welcome aboard. There's room on the Rory McIlroy uh, bus. Here, here we are. Uh, one more bit of news to touch upon. Billy Packer, really love him or hate him, an all-time sports analyst. Uh, personally, I was in the latter group. Was a great player, too. I mean, Solid wasn't he player. like an all- he was like an all, uh, all like an uh, all American, yeah, and I think like a national champion with West Virginia. Was it West Virginia? I don't we'll, know. This we'll is back in the fifties, probably. Definitely. But uh, yeah, and then you know the played straight man to Dickie V and all those other guys, uh, those other wild like because you know basketball coaches are usually pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you get a mixed crowd. <laughs> you get a mixed crowd, but, yeah, but, they're, but loud. They're, yeah, they're a flamboyant bunch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I uh, so you had mentioned it. He was always second fiddle, or at least co-fiddle to Dick Vitale, and as an all-timer Terps guy, those those Duke games with those two were. Literally unwatchable times. It was like when, like Chris Collinsworth with the Steelers and Ravens. Like sometimes you just gotta mute the TV, otherwise yeah. you want to break it. He, yeah. See, and I can't say I really remember Billy. But I mean, I obviously uh, know Dickie V and all that. Yeah, but yeah. And maybe I wouldn't remember him if he was, you know, playing straight man and just giving you the game like that. But you know, impressive career nonetheless. Yeah, I, agree. I like the player turned broadcaster that. Actually, does it? You know, yeah, not a uh, not our Boyd Tony Romo who I well, yeah, mentioned he's last been week. Kind of, he's hit a rough patch, and what, deservedly. And who started out? I'll say who started out pretty bad. I can't say I've watched a lot of his games this year, but everyone's done a one eighty, and apparently Greg Olson's like the shit now. I didn't realize that happened this he's season. Apparently, gotten it's like, better. Is it just because he's not bad? Or he's is he gotten like, why better. Is he, so he was great. I do <laughs> remember that he was awful yeah. when he started. It was and so I, I'm awkward. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. I just said I'm I'm coming out of a point of curiosity or trying to a, find out. I think he got a game this weekend, correct? I think he got a, a like a side a sideline analyst game this weekend too, and I thought he was pretty okay. Uh, I could be right. wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't um, know, but either way, yeah, he he was rough. When, and Jason Witten actually is an uh, no, as well no, an all time bad. He was bad. He yeah, was and he never horrible. came back. But he had like two Greg Olson pushed through. Apparently, he's good now. I'll I'll let that ride. But all I got to say is he's got to be shaking in his boots because Tom Brady. Is the one with Desire. the three hundred and seventy-five million dollar contract for that company? Oh yeah. But my thing is, you know, they always go sticking broadcasters. I, I don't know. What if you say fuck it? Like, what if we don't need now Michaels there? What if you put Tom Brady and Greg Olson together? Yeah. And you go, hey, one of the great tight ends of our era, and just the talk best ball. quarterback of all time. Fucking you, just you just walk us through this, or you go. Monday Night Football, they were traditionally the only ones that did this, but you're not the only ones that can have a three-man booth. We'll have sure. a three-man booth on a fucking Sunday afternoon. Watch this. We'll have Tom, Greg Olson, and we'll stick Joe Buck in the middle. Or or who's uh, who's the Fox, lead Fox? Is it Mike like, Tirico? Or, uh... No, he's NBC. Because <sighs> oh. now you got Buck and Aikman there doing Monday Night Football, right? Aikman's shaky at best but see they're there while i all season long and you know right in let's hear what you guys say out there in chopping lines world but 
on Monday nights when they were on, I was watching Peyton and Eli. I was I watched the Manning cast, and that's yeah. the shit. I was like, I want to hear the interviews. The game can be in like the side cart window. That's all fine with me. I, you know, and I, I'm normally a pretty classic or a traditionalist when it comes to some of this the shit. Manning cast, but I stuff, love though. the Manning cast. I agree. I agree. Well, no NFL rhyme time this week. We're gonna touch on last week here doc you hit two of your picks you had the correct prediction for the super bowl Mahomes did not have a jumping touchdown but he had he had two great ones uh, i only had one point myself I had the eagles in the super bowl my other two picks did not hit joe had the 49ers under 14 points and he had the eagles winning so he hit those both to maintain his lead producer joe's at nine points overall Doc right on his heels at eight, and I've got six. So, unlike trivia last or the last two months, a little bit of parody here. We're gonna we're gonna get a good finish. Come, I guess April first would be the end of it. No fooling here. Yeah, and maybe next week we should just do a Super Bowl special where all three slots have to deal with the Super Bowl. Oh, we can for kind of sure. tweak them in the different ways because you can't steer clear of one team and hotspot the other. That's lame. But we'll I, figure out a way we can make this work. I like that. And we will absolutely bring that to you here on Chopping Lines. But for this week, we're just kind of going rando round. We got a lot of action going on in the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, all the above. My hot spot for this week, I like Brooklyn to beat the Celtics. The Celtics are been atop the East a little too long. Kyrie's playing really, really well. And I think Tatum's a little banged up for the Celtics. So, give me the Nets. Yeah, when we were talking about he had some type of, like, oblique yeah. issue last week or something. I think he's played, obviously, since then. But, um, yeah. That's a shame that Zion. I was hoping he was back, but he is not. That game he's with uh, injured. was with, it Memphis tonight. That's gonna be a great. Well, they're game. and they're playing Dallas or tomorrow, De- yeah. which would be awesome. But either way, we'll get to that later. But the hot spot I got tonight is in the NHL concerning the final two games before we get to the All Stars, and I'll be taking. The Canes over the Sabres tonight, 7.30 p.m. on ice. That's awesome. I've actually been to a Hurricanes game. Shout out Dan and Lindsey Marr. Oh, that was yeah. a lot of fun down in Had a rally and rally. Love the Mars. Yeah, great fans, great fans, good people. Uh, so I'm going to stick with the NHL as well. And I'm going to say, even going in the All-Star break, Boston... Winded down a gear, still going to beat Toronto in Toronto. Well, Joe, that's a perfect segue into my steer clear because the Bruins are on a three-game losing streak as soon as we brought them up last weekend. Just like we did the Tennessee football, they just started losing. They're not going to stop tonight. The Bruins are falling to Toronto. Steer clear of Boston. Wow, well, yeah, I was going to also go with Ted there on steering clear of Boston. Love it. And go with Toronto. Um, Go Leafs. Go Leafs. (laughs) And uh, to step back to the Carolina Sabres game, um, I'm going to say that the Sabres pull this out. They need it. Carolina doesn't. And, uh, yeah, it's in Buffalo, so. Love how NHL heavy we are all tonight, boys. We're going to have some 
time to watch these games seven thirty both at seven thirty. I'll have some eyes on it, you know. Maybe get a little TV laptop set up. They both look like good know, games. Drink too. our ice water before bed. There you go. Stay hydrated for the next day. <laughs> Always got to have that. Always got to have a top prop too. I have. Speaking of that NHL All Star game, I have the Metro Division scoring the most goals of any of the four teams. I think they're the better offensive teams at a glance at a ignorant glance admittedly but this is your top prop yes sir the metro division on saturday they will score the most goals out of the other four Mm. divisional teams okay that's big time now mine was going to be was i wasn't sure on zion's injury status if he was cleared to play or how that was going he's been cleared to run so that's good to know so he will not be playing tomorrow night against the mavericks but it was going to be that Luca and Zion would combine for 100 points tomorrow night. That would have been awesome. But now that he can't play, I'll just have to say this. Luca's getting 50 or more. Run it back, okay? This is going to be one of those special seasons. He's he's off to a good start. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I like the Pelicans. But and when you got a guy like him or Kobe or Michael or Larry, it's like when they are in their little, like, you get those little like two week windows where it's like lights like Ride tractor em. tractor beams. Yep, that hoop is ten feet wide. All right, I'm gonna. I got two, but the second one doesn't really count just for my own personal thing. Uh, I'm gonna say that there's twelve goals at least between both of these games tonight. Um, and the second one. Love that. Jeff Skinner of uh, Buffalo Sabers. I think he could be pulling out a hat trick. He's playing his old team. so uh, I thought you were going to say Buffalo Springfield. I was like, no, another great rock <laughs> icon follows us. No. no. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it. I'd like to see Skinner have a good game. If he's I scoring, he's scoring three. Jeff Skinner. I didn't know Skinner left uh, Carolina. He was a yeah, he's stud. He's, Skinner. Yeah, he's been with the Sabres probably like four or five years, I feel like. Oh. I don't know, do you have it in front of you? I can find out. Shows how much I watch, I guess. But I know he was awesome down in Carolina. He knows he's, the Pagoulas. He's low key one of the one of the top three, uh, or top of the top three. Any team he's been on. Do you think he ever sent like flowers to Demar Hamlin or well wishes? Good season. I would. How how tight knit is maybe the at least Buffalo Sporting there, There's only uh, there's only the Bills and the Sabers, so I'd imagine they're not. They got to be close, at least to some extent. Whenever any of the Griselda boys reached out, we can only hope. But those are our rhyme time picks. The Rando round, a little bit of chow, a little bit of NBA. Mister Rando, sir, should be should be fun to keep up with. Correspondent Kev is busy tonight. Bowling calls, the lanes. I understand the sometimes the the allure of a strike is kind of chasing. Curious to see. To He's on strike. He, <laughs> curious. Oh, seemingly. But curious we can hear, spare him. Curious to hear how he does. Uh, but we are going to be. He still sent over the questions. We're going to get a guest speaker in to help us out. Read us out, read them along to us. Start off our February on a good note. So here is our guest speaker, the beautiful wife of mine, Ileana Lutz. We're happy to have her on. Longtime listener, she's been in the studio before on the track uh, with the little girl. So happy to have you on, 
my love. Thank you. Why don't you give us question one here? Uh, okay, number one is Andy Reid will be coaching against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, in Super Bowl 57. How many other times has a head coach opposed his former team in the Super Bowl as the head coach of the other team? Great question, Kat. Two points. One, two, three, or four. Okay. That makes sense. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that makes this is tough, and I'm ranking, uh, raking my brain for this. This is a tough one here. I, I'm not totally positive. That's why it's trivia. Sometimes you know it. Sometimes you got to take a swing. So we're gonna flip the boards in one, two, three. We got a one, a three, and a two. <laughs> the answer. Drum roll. Is one. Wow. And that was A, right? That's yes. what I wrote. Yes, yeah. it was. Dan Reeves, Bar- yeah. Broncos in Falcons. 1986, wow. 1987, and 1989. Coached against Broncos in 1998 Super Bowl as HC head coach. Head coach there you go. Of yeah. Of the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. The Dirty Birds with Jamal Anderson and the boys. That's a that's an interesting one there. I like that question. Now the number is up to two, okay. which makes my technically right, but hey, neither here nor there. Question two. <laughs> are we ready for question two? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> the Philadelphia Eagles entered the Super Bowl having the lead. Oops. Having led the league with 70 sacks as a team in the regular season. Who holds the record for most sacks in a season to also win the Super Bowl? And this one's for three points. A. 2000 Ravens. B. 1985 Bears. C, 2015 Broncos, or D, 2017 Eagles? A lot of good options there. Um, yeah, and something tells me. Think sacks. Something, <laughs> nothing new for Joe. Uh, something tells me correspondent Kev's throwing us a curveball here. It's not going to be the Ravens. One, two, three, C, B, and B. And the answer is B. 1985 Bears with 66 sacks. Wow. So they shattered that. When you say 77, yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, no that that D yeah. line in Philly is ferocious. Yeah, that is Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, yeah. Jordan Davis. Now what's interesting? I mean that that Chiefs O line was really holding up this past week. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. This Super Bowl will be great. I think. I, I think it'll be a fun one. It's going to be very tactical. And that was our second question. Yes, it was. We got two more. Question three. Question three. Good start, Doc. Patrick Mahomes was the first ever quarterback from this college conference 
to win the Super Bowl. This one's for one point, boys. Uh, Mountain West, A. B, Big East. C, Big 12. Or D, Pac-12. Mm. That's t- that's, I'm glad there's only worth one, because Always. this is fucking tough. Always got to disguise the old pen sounds. One, two, three, A, D, and C. All different answers. Yeah. I believe I'm right. The Good. answer is C. There you Texas go. Texas Tech. The Big 12. Texas Tech. Shame. You were right. Shame that only had to be one point there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, nothing new after last month. So... The Big 12, Texas Tech. The Red Raiders. <laughs> Michael Crabtree. Yeah, yeah. That's some fun team. Pac-12. No, they have the Big 12. What's Pacific oh, 12, Pacific like 12. out Excuse west me. kind or- of. Yeah. Oregon, Washington, USC. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Stuff like that. Why don't you give us you question four? Should be <laughs> Question four. Quarterbacks generally dominate the Super Bowl MVP vote. Name the last defensive player to win Super Bowl Super Bowl MVP. A. Malcolm Smith. B. Vaughn Miller. C. Dexter Jackson. Or D. Ray Lewis. Shout out Ray Lewis. How many points is some worth? Messed up. Kevin didn't note how many points that question. Two points is. it is. Two points it well, is. Well, what? How many? What have the breakdown been so far? One, two, and three. So we've had one of each. So is this worth four? We can. Question one was two. Question two was three points. And then the third question one was three one. was one point. So let's question just make this worth four. four. Why not? Fuck it. Four right. for four. Let's do it. Yeah. And give us the options again. Just the options. Um, Malcolm Smith, Vaughn Miller, Dexter Jackson, or Ray Lewis. Okay. And we will flip here. I'm a little bit torn, but I'm pretty confident in my answer. One, two, three, B, B, and D. Ooh. I feel like it's either B or C. Mm. I think it's B or D. It's B, Vaughn Miller, Super Bowl 50. Yeah, I was thinking it was either him or it was Ray Lewis, like, in 2000. Yeah, so Lewis was obviously the one I thought of. That was on my ninth birthday. Shout out, little me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I knew Malcolm. And it was not, it was, it was. (laughs) (laughs) It was 22 years ago, almost to the day. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You I probably believe... had a better brunch back on your ninth birthday. Though. Couldn't have been worse. <laughs> uh, could not have been worse. Yeah, it was just a bowl of fucking Lucky Charms, and it was awesome. Yeah, but those scrambled <laughs> eggs. Those scrambled exactly eggs were hot. That hit. Um, I I'm pretty sure Malcolm Smith won it in the first Super Bowl of the Seahawks. Could be wrong. He was a good player up there, really? but a linebacker. But 
Bob Miller. That was a great team. Yeah. Uh, got Peyton that last one to kind of. How do our standings go? Yeah. Yeah. Got Peyton his second. Yeah. And that's the thing. You need a second. You need a second Super Bowl. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need a second Super Bowl to be a Hall of Famer, but I think Russell Wilson does. These next couple, two or yeah. three years is going to decide if Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer, Famer, I think. Now, he has such a celebrity cachet that I think he'll just get in because he's Russell Wilson. He's like a name. He's on TV. He had a great, you know, Run, seven years. Yeah. But I don't know. The longer you keep playing... Mm. He's a fucking cornball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a nice way to put that. But you asked about the scores, and Scoring I will deliver. Up. You are leading with nine points. Nothing new there. I actually got five. A little redemption after a cold start, and producer Joe on the couch. He's got three there. Um, appreciate you, Il, for giving us the trivia. Appreciate yeah, thanks for stepping in. Absolutely. And Correspondent Kev for producing that for us. He, uh, he texted me during our break here, said he shot a turkey in bowling. Gobble, gobble, mm, motherfucker. Wow. Uh, got a nice complimentary wild turkey shot as a reward. If That's you great. That's disgusting. Yeah, love if you that. want to consider it a reward. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shout out to him. Hopefully, it sounds like he's he's doing big things on the lane. So we'd love to hear it. Well, thank you for having me. It was, yeah. it was our pleasure. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. there. Mm. Mm. On to our soapboxes we go. Wrapping things up in the same spot as we tend to do. I got two today. One's quicker than the other. Maybe. I uh, finished my first crossword puzzle this week. Was talking about it. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Was talking about That's it with you all earlier. Uh, been working on that for for a while now easier said than done it looks pretty too it was clean looking yep uh featured words such as pass the butter blights and uh, the final world caritas which i guess somehow translates maybe maybe latin maybe greek into charity uh either or maybe um learn something new (laughs) first time getting one done out of a newspaper Come every Thursday, so I'm excited to see what tomorrow holds. Uh, my second soapbox. I don't want to name the restaurant, but I have <laughs> to. This is in our our long line of restaurant complaints. I can't oh. wait to hear this. Oh yeah, I have to touch on my <laughs> birthday brunch that I was vehemently excited for. Uh, I texted the group as saw as I or as soon as I saw the menu. Excited. I uh, actually need to crack one open for this. and still, uh, still really ripping a hole in my in my soul here. Might even send the restaurant this soapbox. Um, birthday brunch. They told us the night before they couldn't give us a reservation. Which says, being in a restaurant, if you only have brunch once a month, I understand. Um, we get there. It's seven of us. They tell us we can't all sit together for whatever reason. It wasn't busy. Uh, seven's not even a particularly large group, and especially when one considers that they had the space. Right, and which is fine. Uh, it's like if you're not going to do reservations, that's fine. And seven's not a big group, so I'm left with the belief that we can handle this. That like this isn't a big deal. You we, would think the seven of us just roll in, we get a fucking table, and off we go. Yep, you would think. And we had kind of toyed with the idea of going to Old Reliable TR. It's yeah, not my yeah. favorite Don't brunch. Stand the, by. Not my favorite brunch. But in the you world, know what you're but, gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm 
going to get a nice buzz and I'm going to see some people that some loyal listeners, some good friends, some good people. But we tried it out, had some brilliant items on the menu, not to skim over all of them. The uh, sausage gravy, tater tots, the steak, egg and cheese burrito, the chicken and waffle breakfast pizza, the shrimp and grits breakfast pizza. A lot of a lot of heavy hitting options there. And, uh, you know, producer Joe, myself, big chicken and waffles, guys. We each got that pizza. Uh, The sister-in-law got a uh, egg and veggie burrito that was ice cold. The avocado toast that went to the mother-in-law was a uh, was a crispy ice cream uh, uh, crunchy actually piece of toast just horrible yeah uh teeth breakers some may say uh doc had the steak egg and cheese burrito mine was the only hot one out there so maybe and the, i ate it i ate it all maybe so. the best of the bunch but the tater tots are more like tater knots yeah they, they were, were burnt to a crisp mainly they were tater husks it was what they were what a letdown birthday or not was really hyped for the menu it's it's rare that you have a, a manager lead with they'll comp a seven top <laughs> so i think that that yeah i mean she was like and she was basically like we didn't even <laughs> like we we, we fucked up this until like last night yeah. yeah it just seemed like it was yeah nothing seemed like it was going well she was very sincere either way a happy birthday nonetheless ted we yes. we got a little boozed up we had some good times that's great great memory much better than the food if I can point one thing out. So the brunch was supposed to end at 12, right? Yes, it was supposed to be 10 to 12. Right. Small window. And we didn't get that. We didn't get our meals until like well after 12, 12 yeah. right? So that just, yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, my, my home fries, they told me 20 minutes after our food came that we're out of them. Fresh fruit was an apple that was cut <laughs> up. And also 20 minutes after our food came, uh, poor Selena. Luckily, she's a hearty girl. She did not starve at brunch waiting on her apples. But rest of the day was great. Was had a lot of fun with y'all and the and the family. Overall, a salvageable day. Love to hear it. Now uh, we covered the championship games earlier in the broadcast here in the podcast. Um, and if you can harken back a couple weeks, back to when that Bills Bengals game was canceled due to the Demar Hamlin injury, and then remember all of the discussion of well, there might be a neutral site. We might do a neutral site if it comes down to uh, the Bills and the Bengals, or whatever. What the, about Atlanta? W- I believe. Whatever. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was going to be in Atlanta, but whatever the path was to lead us to that it was going to be a neutral site now that didn't end up having to be done but left in the wake of that potential is the real potential that in years to come they will be hosting championship games in neutral sites the league loved that idea they're the I don't only know if ones. that gave them the app. I don't know if they've been playing it, and that was like the first time they could potentially enact it, or they were just doing a contingency plan, thought about having to play on a neutral site, and then go, hmm, wait, we love the idea of that. I don't. 
I hate uh, it. I, I, I fucking hope they don't do that. It, my soapbox is me saying I'm anti that. So as the number one seed, you would your home field advantage, quote unquote, would be one game. Sure, and I guess maybe all that matters would be a bye week, and I don't like that sure. either. And we'll, I, and I've said it myself, and it has seemingly trended that way that home field advantage has meant less and less in the most in as time has gone by. But I still that's bullshit. I don't like that. What do you play in the regular season for? Pretty it's close. Like, just play to get to the playoffs then, and just like come what may. Um, and I'm curious. And I, I just don't like the centralization of everything. It's like, I don't know. Like. So I'm, I'm curious, because I've seen these reports as well. Hate them. I'm right next to you in that boat. Um, I am curious of the financial discrepancies. I assume there would be more travel because it's both parties having to travel rather than uh, one main party. You're not renting out as many hotels. Um, you're not selling as many seats to the away fans. So I'd imagine there's a fairly substantial but when you discrepancy. Decide the site and will the, yes, site, that was my will the point. site be, it just won't be an NFL stadium. You or know, does it happen after Atlanta is eliminated? Like they suddenly become a viable site because they're not sure. Going yeah. To be like there. You, the, the pool of sites it, is filled by the first teams out. Yep. Yeah. 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 By and like, there's usually at least one or two dome teams and one or two like, LA or, or like Houston or some shit. It's like, yeah, you can have a game in Houston and, january yeah and they've got the infrastructure um, for it too so i mean that's just like an interesting thing to think about don't love it hope it doesn't happen yeah I would there's that. that and just as a bit of a tag on a soapbox a secondary soapbox after philly's win there was Jalen Hurts smoking a cigar in the locker room i'm tired of cigars and He's a dog. We're a dog. I hope cigars and dogs <laughs> end with this season, but they won't. They but won't. I just love it. It's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, the victory cigar, but like Red Arbacker, like, smoked cigars all day, every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we Michael got... Jordan would smoke cigars throughout the day and, like, and play, play golf smoking cigars. It's like, it's just kind of corny when it's like, we won a championship game. Like, let me light up this cigar and, like, get a cool picture of me. It's like, I never liked the Joe Burrow shit. No. Either way, but he's the one that kind of brought it to the new era of players. But Fuck Joe Either Burrow. way, there'll more cigars to come, I'm sure. Cigars on ice. Not a fan. Yeah, mine's uh should be kind of quick. It's just a thought I had today. Uh, it was a long night last night, early morning this morning. Had to do a uh, impromptu drive for work and uh, no Bluetooth hookup in the uh, pickup truck. Yikes. No aux cord. Burning candle didn't bring, didn't bring my CD collection, so I had just the radio. Just like plain old like terrestrial radio? Or... Just, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just FM, you know? Hey, you were time traveling today, Joe. So I uh, thought I've kind of had before, but really just kind of hit me. Uh, those groggy mornings, man. I feel like there needs to be some kind of edict on on the radio being gentler. Like I don't need to hear Metallica, or I know, like I love Black Sabbath, but I don't need that before ten a.m. Doesn't scream wake up. It's like maybe hit me some like Gordon Lightfoot or uh, play play the unplugged. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You wanna give me like Angie over. 
gimme shelter or something. You know, sure. they, you don't want to be hearing <laughs> Nick scream rape and murder first thing in the morning. <laughs> right. I haven't my coffee yet. This guy's going on about <laughs> the end of the world. You got energy <laughs> for that, bro? Sympathy for who? <laughs> yeah, I I, sympathy for me. But yeah, no, so I just, I'd like to see like rock radio stations and shit like that just play softer music in the morning. You know? Don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah, and with the advent of Spotify and Apple Music and all of those services, they still cling to their classic rock blocks where it's like you would think Led Zeppelin only has two songs or like <laughs> the Beatles only did Revolution. It's like, hey, we're all on our phones listening to fucking Many other a options. soundtrack from 1953 from a movie that was never released in America. Why are you guys still only playing the same 20 songs all day long? It's kind of weird that they haven't been like, yeah, you know what? A way we can get people listening to us again is have, like, get those kooky DJs back. Like, have a Wolfman Jack playing, like, hey, this is some weird shit I'm about to play right now. And you're going to listen to it because they have this radio station on and Walgreens. And (laughs) something to, like, add on to that. What I've noticed, like, driving around, like, the country a little bit, uh... It's regional. Like, you'll hear the same blocks depending on, like, here we got Delmarva. You'll hear yeah. the same shit versus they might be a little bit more, like, country rock down fucking Tennessee or something like that. Sure. But, like, yeah. they're deep cuts that you would find it, you won't come across in other regions. It's So it's kind of, like, refreshing. But it is strange that they still are so locked into that same shit. It's, like, been the same 20 years. Yeah, and I guess it's that clear channel shit. And it's, like, kind of, like, whatever. What's the news conglomerate that basically owns all the local news? I wish I could think of their oh, name sure. right now. Call them out. But either way, yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, I guess all of those hundreds of stations under one big umbrella where it's like this is the approved list yep get away from approved list people okay branch out <laughs> have some fun used to be a really good radio station uh indie station out in towson that joe turned me on to they uh the, i obviously wasn't up that much that way and certainly wasn't driving at that time but the um talking about tmd I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just well, their, that's just their university. Well, and the yeah, college radio was, awesome, was always awesome. That was always great, and that had a, it's a big moment in the early '90s or whatever. And but if you can find a college radio station, whatever town you're in, that's always great. Because on, yeah, I mean, you're listening on. to things that you know. A, the youth is listening to, and that's really what music always is. Yeah, you may still love listening to your favorite band from whenever, but yeah, you want to stay current with your tunage, and it's a good way to get it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. Bring back pirate radio, too. That's right. Great movie. Great fucking movie. And just a great concept. Give the people what they want. So great soapboxes there, as always, boys. Fun stuff. Uh, Enjoyed the show as well. A little branching out compared to usual topic-wise. Uh, blog's going to be branching out as well with the NFL season coming to a conclusion. We'll still be talking about free agency. We'll talk a little bit about the draft. We'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl before and after. But we're going to be starting to get into baseball, a little bit of basketball stuff as well. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to... My brother, Top Gun Tucker Lutz, a uh, little bit late news here, about a week or about two weeks and change by, maybe even longer, but he'll be fighting down in San Antonio 
March 25th. Uh, Daniel Pineda is going to be the victim on deck. So make sure that you tune in. Should be an awesome fight. Follow him on your social medias. Buy some gear if you have not yet. It's good stuff all around. Uh, outside of that, though, we'll be back at you Wednesday next week. Same time, same place. That'll be the 8th. When we're recording, at least this will come out the 9th. Maybe a little bit later in the evening of the 8th, but we'll see. Depends how things go. But we appreciate you all tuning in as always. We couldn't and wouldn't do it without you. Boys, did I miss anything? No, I don't believe so. Honey, swinging ahead. This is Chopping Lines. Chopper Lane now. Chopper Lane now.